following is the scripture reading and sermon from our weekly worship at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. The Old Testament reading comes from the book of Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, beginning with the first verse. But now thus says the Lord, who, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away, and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. The word of the Lord. The psalm reading is Psalm 29 and will be read responsibly by full verse. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. The voice of the Lord is over the waters, the God of glory thunders, the Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars, the Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all say glory. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. The New Testament reading is from the book of Acts, the 8th chapter, beginning with the 14th verse. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. The two went down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet the Spirit had not come upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord. Please stand for the reading of the Gospel.
The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the third chapter. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he was the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, his winnowing fork in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into the granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Well, Christmas is now officially over. We wrapped up the 12 days of Christmas, as the church always does, with Epiphany, which was January 6th, where it's the story of where the wise guys and Matthew finally arrive on the scene, probably at least a couple years later, so Jesus might have even been like a toddler at this point, and they deliver their gifts of frankincense, gold, and myrrh to Jesus, this King, the Messiah who was born. If you remember back even farther than Epiphany, on Christmas Eve, I invited all of us to spend the 12 days of Christmas watching for God at work in our lives. And I invited you to do this by, in some fashion or form, putting some kind of calendar alert or event on your phone to remind you that at a certain time of day, you should pause and ask yourself, where have you seen God today? Now, don't raise your hand, but how many of you were able to do this for the 12 whole days of Christmas? I, admittedly, didn't make it all the way to 12. About the, after about the middle, halfway through, I skipped a couple days because I think I kept swiping it away on my phone and then forgot to do it later. But what happened? What did you see? I know it can become easy to ignore those reminders when they pop up at the same time, on the same, at the, every day, time after time. But what did you discover? Did you, were you able to take it seriously at all? Were you able to um, sit yourself down every day and force yourself to ponder where you've seen God? I know on the days that I did do it, which was most of them, it was really interesting. Some days it was, it was just lightning fast. Where have I seen God? Oh, it was in being surprised by the unexpectedness of having my three kiddos together for Christmas. Boom, that one was easy. But other days I kind of had to search a little farther. Some days I, I had to think about it. Well, you know, I saw God today when someone extended me grace for something that I forgot to do. Or it was... Uh, seeing a news story about a church working with refugees from Afghanistan to help them get settled in the United States. Or maybe it was, I don't know, what was it? A little moment in time where we saw God at work. So where were some of the places in those 12 days of Christmas that you saw God at work? I hope you have some and that you can remember them. Because that is what the Christian faith in part is about, believing that God is at work in our lives and in the world. And if we as Christians can't take a time to spot it and notice it, how can we expect anyone else to see what God is up to? 
Well, today we celebrate baptism. Four days ago, Jesus was still a baby in a manger receiving, or not in a manger, but you know, was a couple years old, maybe receiving gifts from the wise guys who had ventured forth. And now four days later, Jesus is 30-ish years old and he's getting baptized by his cousin John in the river. We're told in this baptism story that after Jesus was baptized, a bird in the form, or the Holy Spirit descended upon him as a bird, not an eagle or a bird of prey or a hawk or anything like that, but rather in a dove descending upon him and a voice from heaven declaring, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. That's Jesus' baptism, and ours isn't fully different, although we maybe didn't have birds and a voice from heaven, but the sentiment is still the same. We are God's beloved in whom God is well pleased. Now, for Christians throughout time, but especially for us Lutherans in particular, baptism has been both a welcoming into the community of the church as Jesus' followers, and also a way of kind of being sent out to live out the faith that we have in the world that we live. It's both an entrance and ascending. It's both of those at the same time. It is an assurance for us that we are loved, well, at the same time, it is, the baptism is a way for us to be shaped and to form and to be shaped and formed into the people God created us to be. Our baptism is all of these things: entrance, sending, assurance, shaping, all of it. But it's even more. So, what I would like for us today to think about and maybe focus on right now is how, through the assurance of God's love for us in baptism, we are shaped and formed for the ministry we are called to in the world. In our reading from Isaiah 43, I think we kind of have these two ideas highlighted. We receive the assurance that God has called us by name and that we are loved and that we are precious in, precious in God's sight. We also have that God is continually creating, shaping, and forming us to live in this world. It's both of those things, the assurance to the sending and everywhere in between. Now, all of this talk about being created and formed by God made me think back a few years to my high school days. I have here a prized possession in my household. Hopefully a picture will pop up so you can see it a little better. It doesn't make it look any better in that picture, but it is what it is. I have here a prized creation that I made in my high school art class. I think I was maybe 16, give or take. And I vaguely remember my teacher telling me to take this block of clay and to work it around in my hands, add some water to it, mush it and squish it, and see what was created out of it. So as we were squishing the clay and mushing it around in our hands, she told us to begin shaping it into whatever we wanted it to be. I think I wanted mine to be a cool dragon, or maybe a kangaroo, or something cool like that. But clearly that was not in the cards and in this block of clay that I had. I managed to roll it into what I cleverly thought was a snake or a worm, maybe. And I'm pretty sure the teacher at some point came by and said, um, Ellery, you could do a little more work on that sculpture. Why don't you keep at it? So my snake creatively turned into a snail. 
So if you look, it's just a snake rolled up with his shell into a snail. And I decided to add my own little personal flair and touch that I felt every snail should have, which is if you look closely, he has a little black top hat on his head. That was my clever artistic creation for this. This was the best shaping and forming that I could do when I was a high school student, and I don't think I could do much better now. It's pretty obvious that I was not and am not an overly gifted person in the area of pottery or sculpting, but I thought this, I thought honestly of this snail for some reason when I was reading 43 this past week, where verse 1 declares that God has created us and formed us, and it goes on to say, that we need not fear because God has redeemed us and called us by name and we belong to God. Thank goodness God is a better sculptor than I am. That is good news. And the good news in our baptism is that we belong to God and that we have in those waters of baptism, we're giving something tangible, something practical that we can cling to and point back to when our life and everything else seems to say, the world tells us you're no good. There's no way God could love you. Look at all of the things you've done wrong. Look how many ways you have made mistakes. It's easy to then go, yeah, you're right. I guess God couldn't love me. I need to do more or work more or do something different. No. Through, the, through Christ's work in the waters of baptism, we have the assurance that we are forgiven. And that is good news. And from that assurance, then, we can work on the process of being shaped. God loves us too much to leave us the way we are. God, through God's promise, through Christ, we are given the opportunity to change, to be shaped by the Spirit, to be molded by God's loving care into the people that God has created us to be. And that doesn't just happen instantly. It doesn't happen overnight. It is truly a lifelong process. And I have to say, I find it sad when, some, when I hear someone say that, well, with pride, that they haven't changed their minds on something their whole lives, or that they haven't changed who they are at all. And I think, well, that's so sad. I could only imagine if I was still the same person I was when I created this snail a few years back. We are changed. And that is the good news of the gospel, that God does not leave us alone, but rather shapes us and forms us continually day after day in big ways and small ways because most of this work that God does through us is done by the Holy Spirit's work through each other, through a community, through the church, though not exclusively. That is the primary place that we are shaped and formed. So we gather every week, whether it's on the radio or live stream or here in person, wherever it is to, to pray and to sing and to hear God's word. We gather as a community to challenge and to support and to love each other, to shape and mold us continually into Jesus essentially is what we're going for. So church, today, I hope you will celebrate and be filled with comfort from God's love, mercy, and grace that washes over us in our baptism. And I hope you don't remain the same. I pray that you then would open yourself up to being shaped and formed by God to be the people of love, compassion, and justice that we are meant to be. So how might we do this work? We are given the assurance of baptism we are then sent out into the world as new creations. But how might we, in the coming days and weeks, be intentional about opening ourselves up to the Spirit's activity? 
If you got the January newsletter, great. If you didn't, it's on the website. We can get it to you. We can email it to you. There's some hard copies out by the office. But here's a few examples of ways that you might be open to being shaped and formed and changed in 2022 through this community of church. We have a Thursday book study group that begins January 20th. We have a new Wednesday night Bible study for adults that are starting this Wednesday the 12th during our confirmation and uh, young folks uh, pre-K through sixth grade classes will have an adult class offered for you. We invite you to be a confirmation mentor during Lent for our confirmation students. We have a men's Bible study every Thursday morning at 8 o'clock at Perkins. We have our first Lutheran women's group and their various circles and Bible study groups that they have. You can go hang out with our quilters on Monday morning. You can volunteer to serve funeral receptions here. You can be a home communion visitor. You can serve food on Fridays at Luther's Soup Kitchen. You can do work with our ministry groups, our Good News Band, our Bell Choir, our Cathedral Choir. You could be a part of the altar guild that sets up the elements for communion. You could be a part of our social uh, social ministry committee that works the different uh, Give Some campaigns we have every month. You could even just shovel snow when it snows outside and clear off the sidewalks and the um, stairs so that we can come into the sanctuary safely. Whatever it is and so much more, reading the Bible at home in prayer or picking a devotional or following our different podcasts that we have online every week with wandering in the word or the sermons or anything like that whatever it is people of god i pray that in 2022 we can continue to be changed to be formed as god calls us by name and claims us as god's own that we don't just take that and say that's nice but rather we allow it to change us to shape us and to form us, to be sent out into a world in need, to share God's love, compassion, and justice with all the world, which is our baptismal calling. Thanks be to God. Amen.